I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. I thought the difference in the game, their defense was really, really good. Uh, the second half, we got some little better movement on offense and penetration to start the second half, but then we just we couldn't continue it. They did a good job defensifying everybody. I thought O'Shea showed some good things, got to the basket better. Um, I, I thought he was very good in this game. I thought everybody else struggled. It's always tough. You know, we played Thursday, they played Monday. So when you have that much time to prepare for us, it helps. And we had one day. That's not supposed to happen. I don't. I know why it happens. It's unfortunate it happens. It's because of TV. And, and we easily could have played Wednesday night and had two days to practice. But that's, it wouldn't have made any difference the way Virginia Tech played. But it certainly is the right thing to do. We don't seem to be doing that. Is there a way the offense could have countered that more? Um, or was yeah, we tried all the things that we have. Well, I had I had two or three things I didn't use that I thought yes I want to save them. Come on. <laughs> Defensively, we can't win if Pascal isn't in the game, and he was never in the game tonight, from the beginning to the end. Um, our success the last two or three games has been, you know, obviously a little better offense, but uh, it's been Pascal defensively in the middle. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We're the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Well, Syracuse drops to 14-6 and six overall, 5-2 and two in the ACC, getting worked a little bit in Blacksburg, 78-56. Uh, uh, as Tech plays probably their best game. Um, up, never. They're, they're, yeah, it might be their best game they'll play all year. We'll see. Uh, you'll hear from us. We'll hear from you. And the Orange will stay on the road to face Boston College on Wednesday, January 30th. That game, another 8 o'clocker. Um, and uh, we'll stick with us here, and we'll let you know what to expect after we do the uh, Virginia Tech post game. But first, uh, you need tickets. I need tickets. We all need tickets. Most of the people listening to this, you're either going to a concert, you're going to a sporting event. Well, um, the official ticket provider for the Armchair Media Network, where Joe and I cover Syracuse sports uh, for, they are Ticks Blitz. Uh, unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in the extra fees and unexplained 
unexplained service charges at Tixblix. The price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert you want to go to. So go to TixBlitz.com and enter promo code armchair at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Promo code armchair. TixBlitz. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. So, okay. A couple things real quick. Breaking news, kind of, I guess, uh, just a couple hours ago. Yep. Uh, I think I see that QSNation.com, 247 Sports. Um, David Summers committed to the Orange. He's a 6'3 quarterback. Uh, he had originally committed to Maryland, but he was, I guess he was, he had committed to the Orange on an official visit. So he decommitted from Maryland and committed to Syracuse. Yeah, so well, he. he he signed well, one, during an early signing period, right? Just this past. I uh, I don't know if he signed or not. All I know is that he um, he signed to Maryland, thinking that there was going to be an offensive coordinator there, and they um, changed the offensive coordinator. So uh, I think that kind of gave him the you know game kind of right. So and again, he was. Uh, the guy that he worked out with as far as a high school quarterback, um, he was the same guy that that DeVito worked out with. So, you know, he kind of talked to, you know, Syracuse and this and that. I think he's been to a camp before. But, again, he just we just got him to flip because, uh, obviously, Maryland's offense is going a different direction after he signed. And we lose chance of me to a transfer, and we didn't have a quarterback this recruiting class. So just, you know, to get right. a potential, you know, potential guy that can – you know, looking as far as being a solid backup um, for DeVito and maybe start one day down the line. Uh, you never know. But I'm just I'm, I'm among the people that, you know, I think we got to you got to get a quarterback every every year. And I thought we kind of stockpiled a couple. And then with with the transfer that kind of opened up a spot where we kind of needed one. So this kind of fell in our lap. And I mean, I'm grateful for it. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. So we got our our. Um quarterback for 2019 and welcome David Summers to uh, the Q's Nation. Yep. Yeah, welcome. Um, so, okay, the quadrant system, the new net rankings came out yesterday, so I put together, so this is all going to be no games that happened yesterday or today are going to be calculated into this net ranking, okay? Right. But as it breaks down for Syracuse right now, uh, by the way, Virginia Tech 11th in the net rankings. So it's not going, it's a quad one game. It'll likely stay a quad one game all year. So yeah. not, a, not a terrible blemish. On, no, it's not going to hurt us. On the record, quad one sits at two and two, a wins against Ohio State and Duke, losses to Buffalo and Virginia Tech. Um, quad two sits at three and two, the wins, Notre Dame, Pitt, Clemson, the losses, UConn, Oregon. Quad three, we sit at four and two. The wins, Colgate, Northeastern, Georgetown, Miami. The losses, ODU, Georgia Tech. ODU is slipping. They hmm. are um, They are still, let's see, they are still a 90, uh, but that was before the loss yesterday. So they actually, it would have been nice if they kind of could move up. We'll have to probably wait for their conference tournament for them to move up because I don't think they're yeah. going to get many opportunities, right? So likely, though, they might stay a quad three game at the worst. So there's that. Georgia Tech, on the other hand, um, I mean, I don't know. They're in 85. They'll probably likely stay a quad three game, I hope. I don't know. Uh, but then quad four, we're 5-0. Oh. Those are the scrubs. 
Uh, Arkansas yeah, I don't State. think we're. I don't think we have to worry about Georgia Tech falling to a quad four. I think that they're going to be competitive all right. year. So yeah, yeah. ODU is the one I was worried about, but they probably won't fall to a quad four either. So um, I think they'll win enough in their conference, and you know they were just like right there to be on a quad two, though. That's what sucks. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then so, they lose last night to so, some crazy run. Yeah, you just went. We're five and zero in quad four, guys. The the, the loss last night it sucked. We're going to get to it second. <laughs> But, you know, it's a quad one loss. It, at the end of the day, it was an opportunity to uh, pad that resume a little bit and get that quad one win and possibly be ranked on Monday. Um, but an opportunity missed. And what are you going to do? Yeah. So, yeah, a little stumble. Um, yeah, well, we, we knew it was coming. We talked about a bump in the road um, a couple of games ago. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so the Orange fall the 9-4 and four in the all-time series against Virginia Tech. They uh, stayed undefeated at home, and Syracuse loses their first road game of the year. Like I said, we knew something had to give, and it was Syracuse. Uh, they started the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. With a shot clock violation, and they never led, but then Brissett opened up the orange scoring with a three, and I thought that maybe that was a um, something, maybe a good sign of, of things to come for the game. Uh, we've been waiting for him to have a big game, and he would actually lead Syracuse in scoring with 16 points and seven rebounds. Uh, but um, And he was pretty impressive in the inside at times. He was the only one that was really getting in there for some scores. Yeah. Uh, then you had Frank Howard, who followed him up with 13 points and four steals. And those are the two guys we've been hoping would get it going, but they didn't have much help. Battle with 10 points and not much else. Hughes totaled six points and four rebounds. And this team, as of late, has really thrived on good play from Chukwu. And we just didn't have it. He, with him scoring two points and grabbing three rebounds, and the same could also be said of Dolajai to a certain extent. 
and we just didn't see him doing the Marek type things that we're used to, even the stuff that doesn't make the stat sheet. He, I, he just wasn't doing it. He finished right. with two points and two rebounds. Buddy, he was too little too late. I thought maybe they should have tested him at least a little earlier, but um, Coach says a matchup thing, so it is what it is. Um, so the good is Brissett and Howard coming to life. Can can we keep it going and have everybody click on the road against Boston College? We'll have to see. But the obvious was the Syracuse offense versus the Tech defense. Uh, the past three games, the Orange have averaged 45.6 from distance, okay, in the past three games. They shot 32.1 last night against Tech. And from the field in the last three games, they averaged 46.4%. Tech actually held them uh, well below that at 36.4. One more quick note. Since conference play has started, Syracuse has held all their opponents, the um, six previous to uh, Virginia Tech, at 39.3% from the field coming into that game. And the Hokies shot 52.1. So, Joe, we mentioned it, a bump in the road uh, for sure. And I'm not trying to explain away the loss, um, but – Syracuse didn't even really have a full day to prepare for this game, whereas Tech, they've been preparing uh, for Syracuse since Tuesday. You can't say that it wasn't a a factor regardless. Yeah, you don't want to make that the excuse. No, it's Uh, not, not. Not by any means. You know, but when you look, when you see these games, you kind of wonder, you know, you you three, how many times, three, four times a year, we got to go from a Saturday to a Saturday or we got to wait a week for a game to be played. And then meanwhile, there's games like this that get lined up, you know? Uh, so to me, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, weird. And even Bayheim said, you know, there was no reason why they couldn't have played on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or something like that. Uh, other than the fact that TV. So, right. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And you really, you know, you can't only just play what the schedule kind of gives you, but obviously there's, you know, there's certain things that give you an advantage in football. You know, you can't pick your buys. You never know when you're, you know, if playing a team that's coming off of a buy, they're going to have probably a little bit of advantage as far as maybe being a little bit more fresh and having a little bit time to, to scout you and, and prepare for you. So like you said, I mean, I can't imagine Syracuse travel Thursday night. So they probably travel to Blacksburg some point on Friday. So I'm sure they didn't get in a crazy practice. So, uh, I mean, other than just trying to game plan and put a game plan together uh, and then just get ready and maybe do a walkthrough at some point, it was probably what they were limited to. And meanwhile, like you said, Virginia Tech, you know, coming home where they're undefeated and they are coming from a game at North Carolina where they got beat pretty good. So, you know, they wanted to come back with with a vengeance and they had four or five days to kind of get ready for it. So. That's all things that went in Virginia Tech's advantage. And then, you know, when they play defense and shoot like that and we can't match them and and they just get that lead that fast. And Justin Robinson has that kind of game. It's just you're not going to win it. It's not going to win those games. And that happens every year to every team. (laughs) You know, you go on the road and uh, on a short little rest versus what they have and you just don't have it for them. And we did what it was. We did the same thing against Duke, but Duke also played on that Thursday. And um, that's what I mean. If yeah, so it was. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of, you know, it washes it out. So yeah. if Virginia Tech plays the same night as us, you know, then that's a different thing. You know, right. uh, I know that you know we only we played Duke off only one day of rest, but Duke played us only off one day of rest. So that changes things. Right, and that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make any excuses. Uh, there was, it was clear. It that Syracuse wasn't stopping Robinson, and no, no, I they mean, were better than us that night. Yes, they were. Yes, they were, and a huge first half, and uh, for Virginia Tech as a team, 
And, you know, I mean, we can talk about the refs a little bit if you wanted to, but at the end of the day, Syracuse just really wasn't good on offense and or defense. <laughs> No. They, they weren't good on either side of the ball, and it's a bad combination. You had Chuku, who was just not doing the the things that we've been seeing him do the past three years, and he are three years, three games, and um, you know he also fouled out, so there was that. Yeah. And um, like I like I mentioned in the um, in the recap, you know, uh, uh, Dolajai usually is that spark. It just didn't have it. Hughes was totally flat. He yeah, Hughes was absent. Battle was absent in the first half. Uh, you know, we came out and we made a little run in the beginning of the second half, something we probably needed to do to make sure that, you know, we could have a chance to come back in the game. But it seemed like it just took all everything out of us. And um, Virginia Tech, I think they called the timeout, gained their composure, and they went right back to what they were doing. So, you know, again, we didn't get what we got from – Mark and Chukwu, and sometimes when they don't do that, we can still be uh, competitive depending on the team. But that it, that team that night in Blacksburg, it wasn't going to happen. They went um, fourteen for thirty, hitting exactly what we hit against Miami. So um, you know, and they beat us by almost the same margin. So <laughs> you look at you know, we felt how Miami felt after we after we whooped them at home. It was almost identical. So. You right. know, and again, they, if they like were, I said, things like things like that happen. And if they weren't hitting shots, they were just hitting shots. If they weren't hitting shots, obviously, you can. We've won games playing like crap, but they're solid at home. I mentioned it in the last show yeah. that that's what really scared me was be, having to face them at home because that place, that's an environment that players really, those players thrive off of. That you could see it. Yeah, you, yeah. You well, can, and Buzz Williams can obviously – he can definitely, we know from the past, he can get his players and team motivated to play. And, again, being able to have those days to get ready, having those experienced guards, three senior guards that have played that before, uh, played against the R2-3 zone before, and then the fact that, you know, you know that he was in practice like, hey, you know, these guys have won seven of the last eight. They just went down and beat Duke at Duke off a of one-day rest. So, you know, there's a, I'm sure there was a lot of motivating factors there where Virginia Tech – knew how we've been playing, what we did, and obviously motivated off of the the way that they had recently been playing because it hadn't been good. I mean, they barely beat Georgia Tech by three, and then they lost to, uh, I think it was, uh, what, North Carolina and Virginia or something? Yeah, but, UVA. Um, yeah, so I mean, those are good, formidable teams. But again, this team looks at, at, at themselves as a good, formidable, formidable team that wants to make a, a deep run into the tournament. And we talked about, you know, well, where are they? You know, they don't really have a lot of good wins, this, this, and that. I mean, Purdue just beat Michigan State today. So, I mean, that's a game that, you know, they won, and, you know, they've they just haven't played those teams yet. So they're going to play better teams throughout the, the ACC, and I think that they're going to be up there when when it's all said and done at the end of the year. That's a good team. Yeah, it's a good team. I mean – you know, I I said they were overrated, and I guess I, I, I don't know. But again, this happens. Like I it said, happens, you, win, exactly. you win seven of the last eight every once every couple games. You know, you at some point you're gonna have a bad one. Yeah, they were better than us. They were better than us. They were hot. They weren't missing, and Syracuse defense was not finding Robinson. And it was like it's like that's you know how many times have we been crushed like that? You know, it, it is. What Dude, they're moving the ball around so well. I know. Couldn't get to the shooters. I know. I mean, it was just 
Like the cat chasing yeah. the laser. That's what. Yeah, you know. but I, I don't. I don't think they've have. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't want to hundred percent, but I don't think that this group has beaten Syracuse for Virginia Tech. I'm not sure. I don't want to. But um, I don't know. They, they definitely. You know. You just saw it. They wanted to win right from the get go. I mean, they were just in it, and they were smoldering on defense and offense. They just. I just didn't miss. That guy did 35 points. He had a on a night where he passes Bimbo Coles for the most assists in the Virginia Tech career, and then goes and scores 35. And I think he broke the record for the most three pointers. Well, at least tied it. I know he. What do you go nine to 13? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just one of those things, man. Some teams they just have those good nights. She's like you said, 52 percent they shot. Come on. We're not going to beat that. And 46% from behind the arc, 14 out of 30. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? We played them last early in um, 2017. And I'm trying to see. I mean, Moyer was a starter. Put it that way. That's how early it was. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. But – yeah, with with Buzz Williams though, we before la- yesterday's game, we were five and one with Buzz at the helm. He had only beaten us one previous time, so I mean, it is what it is. And yeah, and uh, I think that was earlier in the yeah. Yeah, it was it was December. It was actually New Year's Eve. It was a New Year's Eve game, and uh, it was a home game for Syracuse last year. So, um. All right, well, what do you say we get some conversation going? Let's get into some conversation. Let's do some fan feedback. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the Loud House, the best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, you all know what to do. Go to Twitter and Facebook, at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia, and uh, we propose a question at the end of every game to uh, provoke you to give us your thoughts, and that is what we use for fan feedback. Uh, Fan feedback is brought to us by my bookie. There's one more NFL game left this year, and you don't want to be the only one sitting around with no rooting interest if you're not a Rams or a Patriots fan. You want to get on on the action with MyBookie. Make sure you're ready by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service and the offer, the craziest props. Uh, Where you bet on is just as important as who you're betting on. If you want to make money during the Super Bowl, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now at MyBookie, and they will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the Super Bowl. Uh, Use promo code QS25 when you deposit to activate that offer. That's promo code QS25 at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Just remember, if you've never bet online before, check it out, research it, make sure it's something you want to be involved in. If you've done it before, you know the deal. It's the same type of thing. Try out MyBookie. So, all right, look, um... Oh, I got one. I got one for you. I got one for you. Let's pull this up here. Um, Here we go. Here we go. Uh, So, the review giveaway. I just happened to check this. It's been there for a little while, and I I apologize, Jay. It's been there since the 16th. I just haven't checked it. So, Jay, who is... Um, he's he's a regular on the... uh, He's a regular in the fan feedback. I, I think we see him on Facebook a lot. He left an Apple iTunes podcast review for the Cuse Militia. He gave us five stars, and I, I, 
It says accused podcast that is in a league, and then it says dot, dot, dot. I got to only assume. I can't get to it, but I can only assume that it says accused podcast that is in a league of their own. I hope that's what it says. I'm going to speculate. I am. Uh, he goes on five <laughs> stars. It says He says, I listen to a lot of podcasts, mostly sports, and I live in Syracuse. There is no more entertaining and informative Cuse podcast out there. Great chemistry between the hosts. If you're a Cuse fan, you should be listening. Jay, that I don't. Every time I read one of these, I'm like, there can't be a bigger compliment. There can't be a bigger compliment. So, uh, again, thank you. I don't know how you guys yes, keep it original. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Really, really do. So, if you leave, uh, Jay, go ahead and e- email us at cusemilitia at gmail.com, and we will get your stuff out to you if you leave your address. And uh, for everybody else listening, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you leave a five star rating and a written review and I read it on the show, the same thing could happen to you. You could be a winner, big winner, big big winner. Why? Why? How? (laughs) I just told you how. Uh, At uh, we're gonna start with Twitter. We're gonna start with Twitter. At Doug Vaughn fan. Uh, Who's Doug Vaughn? Am I missing something? Mm. Okay. Uh, That Veronica Vaughn. (laughs) Oh yeah, Billy Madison. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech is a zone killer, good three-point shooting team that also is very good at passing, as we saw tonight. Not a good matchup. Joe, you you said that almost word for word after the game. The ball movement, and it's just not a good matchup, right? Yeah. So, um, and it's sometimes, you know. No, we talked about it on the podcast. I I said if they were going to make their three-pointers, then. It was going to be trouble. Yeah. And they all can shoot three-pointers, too. It's not just Robinson. Right. Um, well, they came out there with four guards, and they spread it out, and I just our defense didn't react. Right. I know. Uh, Damn sure didn't find the guy making it. I know. Well, he. I mean, they they were leaving him open, 8, 10 feet. I mean, you know, uh, you know, catch and shoot. That was the name of the game last night. At, if now, not – at, if not, now, when, 84. <laughs> I know he gets me every time. It's unbelievable. <laughs> What's unbelievable? How many times have you said that? I don't I mean, know. Just... The question is, how many times have I said it right? Because I don't know after I say it sometimes if I said it right or not. I have no idea. Uh, gave the ball away too much. Uh, Elijah didn't get any shots. Virginia Tech defense locked down on us. Tyus was a no show. Overall, we sucked. Uh, Damn. On to the next. Hopefully, we don't play any more teams with tech in their name because we can't beat them. (laughs) Ooh, boy. That's a stinger. That is a stinger. Um, I'll I'll play Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) La Tech. Um, Well, you know, they were both bad matchups. Really, what it comes down to. No, our offense was just awful in those games. Our offense was awful in those games. Their defense was good. And in so those was games. Chuku. And Chuku was bad. So, you know, you know, Beheim said it in the last press conference. Like, randomly enough, Chuku's pretty much like he can he's be almost a make like, a break. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, can he be make, if he, he plays. makes he makes it breaks us from being a top twenty-five team to a not top twenty-five team. Yeah, absolutely. So, does that explain why I was so upset about Isaiah Stewart? Are you, you know, I mean, that's why I was so upset. It hit me right here. Right here. Sorry, at, bro. At Georgian Rants, 
Uh, not their night tonight. Let's leave it at that. LOL. He says let's leave it at that, but then he goes on, and I'm glad. Ugh. And I'm glad he did. But I'm just saying he didn't leave right. it at that. Uh, nothing seemed to go right, and Tech was putting on a splash fest with precise um, dissection of the zone. Q's offense had no movement and chucked up desperation shots at the end of the shot clock. Bad night. Yeah, when they. Yeah, they were. They were. There was four shot clock violations altogether. No, I don't even remember. There was four. I don't even remember game a game where we had that many ever. And 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 three of them, never. Three of them were air balls. So. No, well, uh, I mean they were just trying to get the ball up. So that it yeah, I know. Well, let's think of a better plan next time. So no, it's yeah. called hit the rim. Yeah, yeah, take it to the hole. Let's I play mean, a little. Let's play a little game called hit the yeah, rim. Yeah, ball going hole. Um, at Tony, uh, Staffire, Staffier? I don't know. I don't know, but I picked him anyway. <laughs> I picked, so look, I picked him anyway, even though I don't know how to read his last name. I still picked him. Come on. No, I hope it's good. They, I mean, names come here to die. They come here right. to die. So this, I hope it's good. It's pretty good. This fan base needs to stop making, mistaking good individual offense for a good offense. We saw tonight what relying on an individual, on an individual to will. Oh gosh, we saw. <laughs> screw you, screw you. We saw tonight what relying on an indiv- individual to will in offense can do against a well-coached defense scouting report. Virginia Tech gave up 103 points to UNC, to UNC just last week. <sighs> So, I love you. in other words, shut. I love hilarious. you too, Joe, and I'm glad that you're on record <laughs> saying that. No, I'm but the saying. reasoning is because of that. That's just gold. Uh, look, I mean, you picked uh, the name and you picked. I butchered picked- everything, Tony. I'm so sorry. I butchered everything about your comment, but I understand your comment and I like your comment. It's I don't know just, if anybody else does. It's just that. Hold on. This fan base needs to stop mistaking a good individual offense for a good offense. That's honestly as far as I got when I picked it. Uh, We saw tonight what relying on an individual (laughs) to will an offense can do against a well-coached defense scouting report. Okay, there needs to be a comma there. And there's not. Oh, oh, hear this? So, Now you're just getting on the fans. Tony, I'm sorry. Here's an English lesson, Tony. (laughs) Sorry, but you're missing a comma. That's what you want to listen for, right? Uh, Virginia Tech gave up 103 points to UNC just this week. Yeah, well, I have watched some UNC games. They can freaking shoot lights out. Like, yeah. you know, that's the difference. We've been really hot from three, but the the point that he makes about mistaking good individual offense for a good offense, how many times have we looked at the stat sheet and been like, you know, this is a great uh, collective offensive effort. It's been like three times where the ball yeah. was no, spread. Not a lot. yeah. Where the ball was spread and everybody was getting in double digits. One time, I think everybody, all of our starters got double digits. One time this year. Oh, so. Yeah. Well, it was just. I mean, you look at you look at yesterday, and that just looks. You look at the the percentages, and you look at the percentage at the free throw line, fifty percent, and the amount of steals and blocks, like we talked about. Um, steals were still kind of up there high, but blocks only two. Uh, got out rebounded again. We lost the turnover battle. Uh, you know, I mean, those. You go ahead and you look at those percentages, and then all those stats, and it's just and seven assists. You know, the past two games, what was it, twenty-two, twenty-three, and eighteen, or something like that? Like we're right back to what I think we had seven assists. 
I mean, it's we, right back to yeah, a, we, box, a box score of a loss. Right. Well, you didn't. Mark did not have any assists. Uh, last game against Miami, we had 22 assists on 26 buckets. Yeah. So you only had four unassisted shots. You know, this this game we had 13 unassisted shots. So it goes to his point about having, you know, individual offense versus team offense. Right. And Mark not making the passes. Chuku, um, just I didn't see one successful pick and roll. I, I mean, you had Chuku had two points. So maybe one. I can't even remember. But, no, I think it was a rebound he went back up with, actually. So, I mean – the refs were. He ticky looked okay t- in spurts, but he got mm. he got a lot of he got a lot of fouls on him. Mm, so. mm, mm. At USA Proud one two three, absolutely pitiful. I have never seen a team that can be so on and off within a couple of days. Not a good omen for the tournament. But to that point, I'm going to re- revert back. Here's my excuse for that. I can explain this well, away. Here we go. Well, here I can explain that away with the quick turnaround and not getting any practice. The game that they played on Thursday night, uh, it was an 8 o'clock game. It was over at 10. You got to figure they're not getting out of there, getting back home until 11. Uh, after, pre- you know, all the media midnight, circus. Yeah. yeah, the media circus and then all that. So, and then they're waking up and they're going to fly out to Virginia Tech. They get there. They probably do, like you said, Joe, probably do a walkthrough and whatever. And then it's game time. Yeah. So I mean, th- there's your that's your difference. That's your difference between between being on and off, in my opinion. It's you know, I mean. Well, it it could be, but again, I just uh, I think it, Virginia Tech they came out with really good defense, and you know, I mean, I don't. Well, they were I prepared. They were ready to go. We weren't. Yeah, exactly. Um, it happens. Steven on Facebook says, "Ugly, but if we can go two and zero on this road trip, then we can get back on track." This was the toughest of the games out of the three. And we, that prompts us to talk about this for a second. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it do, right. He, he's always got something. He's always got something positive to say. And he, Steven on, on Facebook, he's good, man. He's good. He's, he nails it a lot of times. Um, so, yeah, if we can come back. So we got Boston. We got to go to Boston College. Then we got to go to Pitt at Pitt. Okay. That one's going to be tough. But if we can come back from this uh, at two and one, where we've got two more games at home, um, which one of those will be Boston College again? So in this segment of six, this is our first, this is our second segment of six that we're looking at here. Virginia right. Tech's done in the mirror. We lost that one. We're going to uh, up to Boston College. Then we're going to Pitt. Then we're coming home for um, Florida State and going and then staying home for uh, Boston College is coming to us. And then we're going at um, NC, NC State. State. So that's our next six. That is a tough skid, but it's. It, I don't think it's going to be as tough as the last six. So, no. <laughs> but they're progressively getting tougher as a, as the year is progressing. So, yeah. um, you know, <sighs> what are you looking for out of this these next six games, Joe? When you look at it now, at one loss already, you right. know, are you? Are you hoping for we went five and one in the first six? Uh, I mean, out of the out of this six, can we go? Can we go four and two and 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 you know, be at nine and three? And uh, what do you think? Do you think that's realistic? I think it's a realistic <clears throat> thing that can happen. Uh, I think I'm looking at this like you said a little bit harder. The first six, 
I uh, said, you know, five and one would probably be best case scenario, obviously other than six and one. But I just I thought we were going to lose that one to Duke. But we end up going five and one or, you know, we had to go at least four and two. Well, this one, I'm kind of breaking it down another another notch uh, mm-hmm. and kind of saying that I'm looking at this as the best case scenario, four and two. Right. That's um, what I'm looking at. And three and three, we have to go at least three and three to keep it going. And you got to keep. You got to pull off a win against either Florida State or at NC State. Those are the two that stick out to me the most. NC State beating it, beating um, who they beat yesterday on a on a buzzer beater. Oh, Clemson! Yeah, Clemson, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so and they I mean, can that ball. Was, <laughs> that game was crazy. Yeah, no, they can definitely shoot and play our two three zone and the way they play. I mean. They're going to have full-court pressure majority of the game, and they're going to try to speed it up. So um, that's going to be an interesting game without a doubt. But, again, those two BC games, we kind of just got to take care of business. And uh, right. yeah. Florida State's kind of been – they've kind of been on a little bit of a skid. Uh, I don't know ex- – I can't tell you off my head their exact record the past couple games, but I know that they've been losing. They were, I think, ranked up high as high as like 13th past couple weeks, and now they're out of the rankings. So – uh, playing them at home helps. Uh, really, I kind of worry more about the game at Pitt than I do the game at home against Florida State. Okay. Uh, but either way, again, we still have, with the Virginia Tech loss and having to go 3-3, three and three, we still need to pick three games out of there. So, again, um, you know, if we get the two from BC and then just one other one, then that's going to kind of keep us on track for – where we're trying to go and trying to get the 10, 11, 12 wins in the ACC. Uh, so but, um, Florida State yeah. Florida State in conference play so far. They lost against Virginia, 65-52. They beat Miami. They got beat by Duke by two points. Uh, Pittsburgh beat them. Boston College beat them. Cle- uh, they beat Clemson, and then they beat Clemson um, was Tuesday. Right. And they actually play... Uh, well, many of you listening to this, this game will probably be over. They'll play um, Sunday night Miami. at six. Yeah, they they're play playing Miami. Miami at Miami tonight. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they're so. What are they? Three and three right now. Two and four. Two and four. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know they lost at Pitt, and you, well, they from what I'm looking at, they play good at home and they play bad away. Yeah. So there you go. So, um, all right. Well, we can. We'll hope for four and two, and we'll take it game by game as we go. But I just wanted to mention that because we did not last game. So, um, Mark on Facebook will be fine. Tech just played an excellent game tonight. Yeah, like I said, I would be shocked if they if they have another first half the way they did against us the entire year. And and they're a, they're a, they're a beatable team when they're not at home. I'm telling you, it's like a six man being in that place right now. Those. They're just on fire there, and there's, I mean, you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. So someone's got to go there and beat them, basically. Right. <laughs> you know, before that ends. Uh, Paul on Facebook says, uh, "Would like to know why Buddy didn't play some meaningful minutes. He's been shooting the ball pretty well lately." Um, so I wondered the same thing, and uh, I, I had said that maybe, you know, maybe the inexperience, Joe. Can att- no, it's att- the ma- I think the matchups. The matchups were bad. But yeah, but why not put him talking. in? Why not put him in and and try it? 
early. I mean, he eventually did, but I, I mean, that game got out of hand fast. You know, you can say we could have, should have, would have this, that. Uh, right. They had four very athletic guards that were out there just on our guys, like white on rice. And there's really just nothing that uh, really, I don't think he thought Buddy Bam could have handled the pressure. And I don't think that he thought that he could have gotten an open shot. I mean, by the time he came in and he did take that three, Virginia Tech, I mean, they were already up and that type of pressure that they were playing in the first half of defense, it wasn't as like where that was, you know, but yeah. And also I think his game plan, once you reach the threshold of, okay, we need to change the game plan, which changed from shooting threes basically. Cause when it was nine to 12, they were all, those were all three pointers at the beginning of the game. Right. And um, at that point, you know, and putting buddy in only gives you an outside threat. Buddy's not a player that's going to be able to drive and penetrate the lane. You know, that's right. that's what we rely on Brissett for. And he did yeah. okay last night, but he still struggled to finish in some of those. Yeah, well, we had to do a lot better on the offensive end. If we would have done that and we would have scored some points, kept it close, and got it to the point where maybe Buzz Williams was switching out between man and zone from time to time or something like that, uh, or if it was obvious that there was a mismatch with somebody where he could get uh, open shots, right. then he would have tried it, you know. But yeah, it just because, wasn't that type of game, though. No, it definitely wasn't. Um, Joe says, bury it in the backyard, come back strong next game. Uh, Joe, that's exactly the uh, attitude we like to hear on this Yes, show. sir. Uh, Jermaine says, I had confidence today. Now Syracuse took it away. We played horribly today. We can't keep getting into this habit. And it is... It is the constant. I said in the last podcast, I'm not sold on the Syracuse shooting statistics for the last. We go back three games. We go. We, I started going back to after the Georgia Tech loss. Um, so I have. I just wanted to see it consistent. That was going to be the test, and they failed. I mean, so there's going to be bumps in the road. We know that, but yeah, it is. It, it is what it is. I think I had told. Nick, um, when I DM'd him to get him his, his stuff, he asked about Virginia Tech. And I was like, it basically depends on what Syracuse shows, which Syracuse team shows up. And, yeah. And it's, it's, but it's been like that for how many years? It's been forever. They go Since I can sports. remember, yeah. I mean, they just, you know, think, oh, they lost this, they lost that, you're not going anywhere. Then all of a sudden they turn around and win seven out of eight. And you're like, okay. And then, oh, then you think, well, now we can beat anybody. And then a game like this know, happens, and it's like, the, it, it happens. The emotional swing from a bad loss at Georgia Tech and a good win at Duke is like, it's like being bipolar. They make us freaking bipolar, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like... Because just, it's not, it's it's very hard, especially in basketball, to do that every single game. And you see Duke, I mean, Duke, when they're healthy and everyone's good to go, I mean, they're better than everybody, but they you see that they get everybody's game, and they have so many games this year that have been close. I mean, Florida State, we were just talking about them. Florida State only lost to them by two at home. Yeah. So it just happens. Just teams come out, and they don't play good. It's it's very hard to be consistent night in and night out, especially in college. Yep. So we will, um, we will move on from Virginia Tech. We're hoping, 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 fingers crossed, to get out of this next, uh, the second third of conference play at four and two, end up nine and three, going into the last third of the stretch to um, on the road to tournament time, and 
yeah, we'll take it game by game. I want to thank everybody who um, participated in the fan feedback. You guys are great. I really struggled trying to pick. Um, <laughs> I really struggled trying to pick the comments because there was a lot of good ones. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought you were going to say read. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you said that. Um, but uh, so I want to thank you guys and. Um, you know, always go there. Always help us out with this. This is creates conversation, and we want to. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to kind of give our thoughts quickly and in, in, at the open, and then go to you guys and piggyback off of what you guys say. It's just that's what makes the show, quite frankly. So, yeah. you, if you don't do that, then what are we gonna do? Sit here and talk to ourselves? It's boring. All right. Speak for yourself. All right, Joe. The uh, Syracuse Orange. They're going to head up to Boston to face Boston College uh, this Wednesday, January 30th. That's my son's birthday, actually, uh, at 8 o'clock. Joe's favorite start time is yep. 8 o'clock on a weekday. So, oh, especially uh, on a weekday. Yeah. So uh, Syracuse and Boston College first met in 1959 the Eagles won the first three games and six of the first nine but since then Syracuse has had a significant upper hand and uh, the series all time sits at 48 and 25 each team last year won their respective home games Tyus Battle scored 53 points combined in those two games uh, the Golden Eagles right now sit at 11 and 7 overall and 2 and 4 in the ACC the uh, two wins against Florida State and Wake Forest and the losses uh, to Louisville, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and UVA. I hate to have to say this again, but they can shoot. <laughs> uh, yeah. 44.3% as a team. They're led by Kai Bowman. We all know that name. He's given us fits throughout the past few years. Uh, he's averaging 20.5 yeah. points a game with uh, three more guys behind him averaging 13 points a game. Bowman and Chapman are really the their only deep threats, and they're both averaging about 36, and collectively they shoot 32% from distance. Boston College sits at 124th in the net rankings. Um, according to the latest rankings, this will be a quad two game, but it's at the very edge of becoming a quad three game. In other words, we got to win this game. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to win both the games that we play against them. I mean, Boston College is just, they're not that good of a team. I think you saw they were getting a little bit better the past couple of years, but uh, their leading score from the past two years, Jerome Robinson left early last year, went to the NBA, and you can see that they've kind of struggled this year, even in uh, non-conference easy games. I think the most they've, I think the most they've ever beat a team is by 12. Every team, every game they've been in has been close is well the, the ones that they've won they've lost some bad ones but uh again uh by him leaving you kind of saw that it kind of hurt him and now really they, i mean you talked about it kai bowman and chapman and uh popovich <clears throat> those three guys is really the, the only guys you have to worry about but overall their defense really isn't that good there's a game so if we lock down and we play defense if chuku shows up you know, the Chuku two games before, then they're not going to have a chance. So, right. uh, again, it's, it comes down to that. And then if Kai Bowman and Jordan Chapman, uh, if they can basically not go crazy from the three-point line, like somebody like Justin Robinson or even just 
Even if well, they hit fifty percent, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, if if we go into there and they start they start hitting them like Justin Robinson did, then I mean somebody. I mean I don't know. Someone's practicing witchcraft because uh, you know that should just not happen. Right. Just, well, again, coming off of <clears throat> coming off of. By the way, lo- go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but just just for the record, Justin Robinson was only hitting 30%, 37% of his three-point shots coming into that game. And he right. went, what, nine for 13? So, I mean, he just... He, he just the game of his life, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Just was against us. It always happens uh, to us, it feels like. Right, you know? yeah. So, But um, the Boston College, it's kind of, I'm looking at Ken Palm, he has Boston College at 106 with uh, 104 adjusted offense and a 129 adjusted defense. So, again, uh, they're just a team that we should beat. And you can tell that the loss of Jerome uh, Robinson hurt them. And uh, just looking at the way that we've responded to losses uh, with some time to kind of rest up and get some practice in. What You said the game's Wednesday, right? Wednesday um, at 8, yep. Right, so they're going to have time to get a you know game plan together. They know who they got to worry about. Kai Bowman leads their team in like every statistical category. Uh, yeah, so much. you know they know they know what they need to do. Besides it's just reasons. going out there and, and executing it. And you know that Beheim is going to be in people's ears this week. You know, making sure that whatever has happened this past day, whatever we just watched last night, doesn't happen again. You got to get Chuku's got to be active. Someone needs to give him like a. a I don't know. Give him a give him a, 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 a um, five hour energy or something, some damn thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, it was more than Chukwu though. I know it I was mean, more. We got to be able to find but, the shooters. This this like Virginia Tech. We talked about how they had multiple guys. Um, Boston College doesn't. Their Chapman, uh, from what I remember, he likes hitting shooting from the baseline to, to you know baseline corner around there and. Uh, Kai Popovich. You got two you got two guys. And then obviously Popovich in the middle, yes, but I'm talking about as far as finding the shooters, like it's not like we have to worry about four three point shooters like we did at Virginia Tech. Yeah, you got two of them, essentially. I mean, right. Unless you're gonna leave someone, you know, completely wide open for for a practice three. Um, right. And again, I mean this is also a different beast as far as you know, Virginia Tech, we knew the type of home court advantage we were going into and everything like right, that. Right. No, you look at Boston yeah. College, Boston College has lost Four. Some games at home that they probably shouldn't have lost. They're seven and four at home. Yeah. So I mean, they lost at Hartford and IUPUI at home. And granted, it was earlier in the season, but so what? Well, what's I mean, IUPUI? I mean, really, Indiana? What is it? Indiana oh, University God. Technology? Something? It doesn't really matter at this point, does it? But <laughs> we really can't talk about losing home games. So. Oh, I know. I know. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I get it. But uh, um, but ODU's better than IUPUI Jag Jaguars Jaguars Jaguars. Um, so yeah, well, you know, we got a couple days to take a breath. I feel like, you know, I I honestly thought the game against Virginia Tech was going to be close, going to be a cardiac game, but I mean, I don't know, saved my blood pressure from rising, just made me angry as hell, you know. Um, yeah. So that's all I was last night. I wasn't, I was just angry, but I live in Virginia. So 
you know. Yes, you, yeah, so you kind of have to worry yeah, about it. You know, when you're when you're driving down the interstate and everybody sees your Syracuse stickers on the back of your truck and they intentionally uh, pass you and cut you off to show you their Virginia Tech sticker, uh, you know. <laughs> they're lucky yeah. I was on my way to church. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, but oh, by the way, IUPUI is Indiana University, Purdue University, and Indianapolis. Oh. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, hey, right. dude. What? That's so, where Joe, you lost. I know, Joe. You lost your uh, my bookie pick. That's two in a row, buddy. That's two in yeah. a row. You double lost last night. So yeah, I did. Uh, you will put that up on Tuesday evening. Look for Joe's my bookie pick. And at this point, my advice to you would either do the opposite or uh, <laughs> just don't bet at all. Hold. Hold. What, dude, do you really think – I mean, with the way that they were playing, you really think I'm going to come on here and I'm going to say, yeah, Virginia Tech minus six. No, it's that, tough. That, when, means that, I'm, that means I'm picking for a double loss. Right. I know. And it's just – it's not our Well, not style. a double loss, but you know what I'm saying. Well, you're going to lose your – well, I guess you could win the money and – uh, if you did it right, you could win the money and lose I try to be optimistic, game. bro. Right. I don't it's think it's very optimistic on your own team. if I'm like, hey, I'm going to put money on this other He's team to win. Going. He's still going. Uh, I know. Unbelievable. I know. I know. Get off my back. the biggest douche of the universe. Oh, Here we go. There's no bigger douche than you. Thank you, Joe. Unbelievable. So Tuesday... Tuesday so evening. lucky I don't have something that you're like here <laughs> set up that I could do some shit like that. <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. There's an editing. There's an editing marker. Red flag. You just called me a Red douche, flag. bro. <laughs> I'll say whatever the hell I want after that bull. Oh, oh, there he is again, dude. Oh, my gosh. Screw this shit. Oh, okay. Okay, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody who participated in fan feedback. Thank you so much to Jay for leaving the review. I will thank you, too, for leaving a review if you do so. So um, thank you, Armchair. Thank you to uh, my bookie. Thank you to Tick Splits. Thank you to J.P. Moggins. J.P. Moggins. Hey, look, go like their Facebook page. You know the deal. They give away tickets every happy hour, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, Trivia Tuesdays. And the NFL is just about done, so whatever. But they have all the Syracuse games there, and they give you drink specials, dollar off all of Bats products while you're there watching the Cuse game. Go there. Thank them. Um, yeah, probably, and, probably, they'll probably have something for the Super Bowl, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, whatever it is, uh, squares or whatever, something, who the hell knows. Anyway, uh, thanks again strength. for listening. Help spread the word. We really appreciate you guys uh, doing that. So that is all. I have a ton of editing to do now. Thanks to Joe. So for Joe, <laughs> I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. So I'm not, I'm not gonna give you the douche drop again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I, I learned my lesson. I've been humbled. Thank you. <laughs>